Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Sports and More podcast with your host, Eddie Morelos, and my producer, Mr. Ace Acosta. Welcome, Ace. Welcome back, dude. Welcome to my office. Right. And then we got I mean, a special guest. We got a special guest with us this week. I mean, he's, he's always special, but this is so awesome that we brought him back. Uh, another returning guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get the other half of the, the duo, but this guy is going to follow in that guy's footsteps. I already know that. Uh, we got the head coach of UTEP Volleyball, Mr. Ben Wallace. Welcome back, coach. Welcome back, coach. Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys having me. I was actually just on the phone with Mr. Mike Jordan, and uh, he's getting on a a radio show there in town. They got the coach's show going on, and we were just talking about this Northwestern team and this Arizona team, and then his team, my team. We were were chatting it up. We we catch up every week, and so, um, you know, our boys play sports and stuff together still, so we uh, we yuck it up enough for sure. Hey, I saw that your your boys were playing. uh, They played in the Gus Macker this past weekend, didn't they? They were on different teams, though, right? Yeah, I've actually been trying to get Mike to get, to bring Luke down to play a little bit of basketball with our group. We got a really good little young basketball team that my my son's on and play with a couple of kids in the local area. And we've been trying to get Luke down to to play with them because Bo misses this guy, Bo and Luke Duke. Dang. So we're uh, <laughs> we're, make, we're we're missing us some some Luke Jordan, but uh, yeah, they played the Gus Macker. I think I think Bo's team beat Luke's team by a point or oh, maybe wow. two. And so there was some good smack talk going on there. It was pretty fun to watch those guys play. Mike's there watching and texting me. So it was uh, it was pretty fun. But uh, the Gus Macker was played, and and uh, everybody got got through unscathed, except for my wife, who, who <laughs> fell in the parking lot. Oh, and, no! And, and had to chase my two-year-old hurricane daughter around. And she was fearful that <laughs> the the viral video of her falling at the Gus Macker was going to be all over social media. So she texted me uh, this weekend. Oh, said, my gosh. Just be ready because I ate crap in the in the parking lot of the Gus Macker, and I'm sure everybody has video of it. So oh, uh oh, uh oh. You know that brings up a really good, cool topic. You know to talk about before we get into all volleyball. But you know, uh, I've seen uh, Coach Jordan with his son. You know, his son growing, and your your kids as well as they're growing up. How challenging has it been? You know, I'm sure you and Coach Jordan talk about those kind of things, uh, parenting wise. How challenging well, is it to be a head coach? And I know the the kind of uh, values that you guys have as as fathers and as family uh how challenging is that for you guys to to you know do this it's it's really hard eddie i think that i've learned a lot from mike i've learned a lot from toby montanaris the rio rancho head coach uh for volleyball that's up in up in albuquerque i've learned a lot by watching and listening you know i'm I'm 15 years younger than toby and i'm 10 years younger than mike and so uh you know mike and i are parenting about the same age of kids Mm -hmm. but i also just try to lean on my, you know, my elder statesman when I try to learn about, uh, you know, what not to do um, when it comes to the world of parenting as a head coach. And so I've learned a lot from watching those guys, but it still makes it really hard. You know, when you're on the road as much as we are and when you've got to, uh, to devote as much time to your job to be really good at it, you sacrifice the amount of time you, you spend with your kids and with your wife. And um, you try to balance it, but some weeks you're better than others. And some weeks you're just, you just fall short. And so you try like heck when you're actually home to put the phone away and put the email aside and, and, and do as much work at the office as you possibly can. So when you get home, you just spend more time with them. Otherwise you run the risk of missing out on a lot of things, as you well know, Eddie, are, are really, really important and more important than volleyball, you know? Yeah. Now, now do you get, uh, do you get the misses a big uh, spa package? 
you know, since you're on the oh, road. Oh, God, I've got two or three spa packages for her that she hasn't been able to use yet because of COVID. Oh, that's so, true. So, you know, that's I, I've, true. Got her, I've got her stuff up to T or C at, the, at the, the springs up there that she hasn't been able to use yet. So, we also have a two-year-old daughter that just until recently does not let mom leave the premises without her latching on to mom. So, I mean, she's a hurricane. We call her Hurricane Berkeley, and she's a blessing, <laughs> a huge blessing, but she's also a nightmare. And uh, she's a fun, a fun little chick, and she's got this huge personality. But pretty soon, uh, I got to get my wife a chance to get away so she can just kind of relax a little bit. She's been doing a lot of work, and she's been a trooper, man. Um, and uh, she's actually been working from home and staying home with her. And uh, you know, we we actually homeschooled my boys for a year uh, during COVID, and so that's been nice to get them back in school. They're both back in public school here in El Paso, and so that's been a little bit more of a breath of fresh air for. Her. Well, I definitely give you guys a lot of credit because, like you said, I, I do know firsthand, uh, you know, having to raise a son through, you know, while working in, in uh, college athletics. And it's it's so challenging. It's like, like you said, sometimes you take them on the road with you. Sometimes you you have to force yourself to put the phone down to, to close the emails. And it's it's so challenging. But I will say this, that uh, knowing how hard you guys work, how hard your, your both your families work, that's going to rub off on the children as I, I saw it rub off on my son. And I'm really excited to see uh, all your kids continue to grow so good luck with all that stuff coach thanks man appreciate it buddy they're, yes. they're, they're fun little dudes man yeah, yeah see I, I don't know how, how that is all i have is my penguin you know so that, that that's he's he's that's hey, all, that's make all sure you spend a lot of time with that penguin and show him a lot of love man yeah. hey, hey, he's going with me everywhere he'll go to green bay he'll go to you know hopefully pittsburgh so we're we'll take him he's everywhere already, that penguin's already been to uh, your matches i don't know if you've seen on social media or not but he's been to your matches already and speaking of your matches uh you guys are co-hosting i believe a, a tournament this weekend if i'm not mistaken the the borderland invitational and that'll start this weekend you guys got some big teams coming in including out of the pac-12 uh arizona out of uh i believe they're out of the big 10 northwestern uh and who, who was the other team that i that i am missing here we got northwestern out of the big 10 uh we got uh arizona out of the pac-12 and we got new mexico state out of the WAC, and those are the and us out of the out of conference usa so those are four teams all four teams are in the top 100 in the rpi um the way that the, that the year ended last year um we're actually the highest rpi team in the tournament uh in the upper 60s i think nmsu ended the year in the 40s uh northwestern in the 50s and i think arizona in the top uh maybe the top 30 or so uh the way the year ended so we got four good teams that are going to beat the crap out of each other and um it's going to be tough man I i've been looking forward to this week on the schedule for a while um we we went out to idaho and took care of business and won the three matches that that we should have won we beat three teams that we were better than and i felt that we were better than them and we proved that which is good and now we're going to test ourselves and see how good we are and arizona on friday and northwestern on friday night are going to give us everything we can deal with physically because they play in the top two conferences in america the big 10 being number one and the pac-12 being number two and so they're going to test us physically and then on sunday nmsu is going to test us physically as well but they're also going to test us as a rival you know and that's to be able to to be able to turn around on a sunday and have new mexico state and utep play each other everything is always more heightened and uh more important when you play your rival and uh you know it's it's two buddies playing each other two guys that love each other a lot and uh, want to kick each other's butts um something fierce and so it's it's going to be a really um important weekend for us and it's just going to give us a good measure of where we are you know 
Definitely. And you guys already took on uh, UC Irvine, Seattle, and Idaho State. Uh, I, say, I see that you had two sweeps there. Uh, and, and against the Seattle team, who's typically, you know, I've seen them play year after year, you know, out of the whack, and they typically have a strong team. And I believe your your current assistant coach used to coach for Seattle. So what was that like, not only for you to sweep them, but for him, and I don't want you to put words in his mouth, but I'm sure you guys have had talks about it. What was that like for him to, you know, to see this UTEP team growing and beat a team like Seattle? Well, it was important for him to win because, you know, he worked there and he recruited a few of those kids that are still there. Not many of them are still left, but there's still a few. And so we actually had dinner with one of his former players on Friday night before we played them on Saturday. One of his former players' parents. We sat down with them and we talked and we had a, had a good uh, uh, dinner and we just kind of yapped about how Seattle's doing. And, you know, they're, they're struggling right now. They're not a team that's going to challenge Mike in the whack. Uh, they're a team that's rebuilding. They're a team that's re, 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 just changing their identity. It's a new coaching staff. Um, and so they've got a couple of veterans on it, but a, a lot of transfer kids and a lot of young freshmen. And so we beat them pretty handily, and we should have. Uh, they're trying to still figure out what kind of system they want to run. They're trying to, they're trying to figure out what, what pieces of the puzzle are going to fit well together. And uh, we should have beat them, and, and we did. And they're not going to challenge Mike and the WAC this year. They're just not ready. Um, but uh, they are going to give uh, people fits if they can figure out what, what system they want because they've got a couple good transfer kids that can really help them. One thing that I did notice is that, you know, compared to teams in the past, when, when your team gets down, it doesn't, like, you know, kill their whole momentum. They're still fighting. They're still trying to, you know, you know, all right, we can still get this even if the other team's making a run because I remember GCU was making a run, and you guys, you calmed them down and – you guys went back to work. You know, that's something yeah. that we noticed right off the bat. We don't ever try to play like this really clean, perfect style of volleyball. Uh, because I think, you know, where I'm at and where I think Mike's at, been at for 20 years in Mexico State, we're not going to get really good volleyball players to our mid-major programs right away. We've got to find people that are special athletes that maybe have a couple of really good skills. And then we got to teach them how to do the other stuff. So we're not trying to play perfect, clean, amazing, like special volleyball. We're just trying to outplay you. We're trying to be physical. We're trying to play with our hair on fire. Uh, and so sometimes we could go on five or six point runs where we look like a bunch of idiots. Uh, but then we can go on, you know, five to 10 point runs where we look like, like a special volleyball team. So I'm excited about the roster we put together physically. This is the most athletic and talented roster we've put together in the three years that I've been here. Um, from where we were three years ago to where we are now, what, when you look at our roster, we look like a college volleyball team now, and I'm pretty excited about that. And we've got things we got to be better at. I was just talking to Mike on the phone about them, and I'm excited about where we are offensively. we got to be better defensively and blocking it. That's going to come with time and training and understanding. But I give us a pretty good shot and chance of beating some of these teams that we're going to go up against on our, on our schedule because – we now have the right physicality in the gym, and that's exciting. 
It's so cool to hear you talk about that kind of philosophy you have um, for recruiting. Uh, it seems like you, um, again, learned a lot, like you said, from, from Coach Jordan and are taking some, uh, some of the things and, you know, some nuggets that you took from him, including your recruiting process. Uh, it takes me back uh, to the days of, uh, you know, recruiting around here, and he picked up a, a stud player, stud athlete, should I say, in Kim Ogu, who came out of El Paso, Texas. And uh, I can imagine that those are the kind of athletes that you're going to look for, and in particular, hopefully to get some uh, from around the borderland region. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's always the goal. I mean, I I don't ever really care. And, you know, Nick, Nick my assistant, is kind of funny because he, he likes polished products, and, you know, he's got a good uh, feel and flavor for international recruiting. And uh, we've got some good young international players that are pretty skilled um, and very good athletes. But I drive him nuts sometimes when I send him video of these kids that are not skilled at all and are just crazy good athletes. And they jump way up in the air and they have these wonky arm swings. And he's like, man, this kid can't help us right now. And I said, look, Nick, just trust me. You know, like I I know what to do with this kid. I've got experiences taking the kid like that looks like that and, and, you know, turning him into a pretty good player. So he's kind of funny whenever I send him the video on that stuff. But we're getting to a place now where – um, we're knocking on the door uh, with some of these better players in Texas and better players around the country because we're showing great promise and we're showing that we can win at a higher level in this conference. And that's exciting. And that's exciting. Hopefully in another year, if we can continue to show great promise and, and great growth, we'll be able to recruit uh, more players with skill and athleticism. But right now we're having a, a pretty good a recipe of success with the kids that we're bringing in, and I'm, I'm pretty pretty fired up about our oh. roster. And I think that's already showing as, again, this first tournament, you had three players make the all-tournament team, including one who was an MVP, and then your setter who who uh, was named the CUSA Volleyball Co-Setter of the Week. Um, those are the kind of players that's, uh, that are already coming on board here. Uh, can you talk about your setter? I, I don't want to mispronounce her last name, but her first name is Chris, Kristen, and her last name is Fritz? Fritz? Our last name is Chris. It's Fritchie. Fritchie. Um, Fritchie. Yeah. So it's just like you take the S out and you just you just say it without the S. So okay. Kristen Fritchie. Um, I can't tell you how proud I am of Kristen. I mean, uh, for her to be able to, from where we, from when we took this program over, honestly, and, and Kristen knows this, so I'm not throwing her under the bus at all. I didn't know that Kristen was going to make it here when we took the job because, you know, when we watched her play as a freshman and, and we're looking at her roster and watching her run around as a freshman setter, she set this team on her own as a 5-1, and they were awful offensively. And we were worried when we took this job about the setting position, and we knew we had to revamp it, and we knew we had to change a lot about it. And within two or three months, Kristen was one of our favorite players. And she's still one of our favorites because she's just such a joy to coach. She's so smart. She really gets it and understands what she's trying to do offensively and what we've been getting. Anything we get there, she just takes it and runs with it. And she just soaks it up. She understands what she wants to do now. She's so in control of what, what happens. And, you know, Brown Ainsworth, who played for us a couple of years ago at New Mexico State, wasn't ever the most vocal or loud kid. Uh, but she was always the same, like in control of herself emotionally, in control of her temperament. She was never too high, never too low. But – that's the, the way that, that I can attribute Kristen's temperament to the position. But Kristen, maybe more than any other setter I've ever coached uh, in my time as a high school or college volleyball coach, gets it better than anybody. Now, that doesn't mean she's the best setter I've ever coached, 
but some players were able to operate more on talent and she operates more on pure like work ethic watching the video she understands the x's and o's and she gets it she won co-center of the week with uh nadia from western kentucky and kristen put up percentages setting wise that were above your you got a kid who's all region and setting all americans and kristen's putting up those numbers without all americans yeah. without all region kids on on her team and she's just really really come a long way and i'm so proud of her she deserved some of those accolades last year eddie to be honest and all the conference usa head coaches sat down at the end of the year and we revamped the player of the week awards and stuff because there's a lot of good six two setters out there now and so we redid the the, the the numbers we redid the awards and i didn't even have to vote for kristen this last week because we had other coaches in the conference that were saying Hey, this kid deserves this. She put look at these percentages this kid put up, and to go to go fifty percent setting in some matches. That means that if she set if she set, you know, forty balls, that twenty of them were kills. That's outrageous. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's crazy good numbers. And forties, like in the forty percent, you're doing a good job. She was putting up fifty five and sixty in one of the matches that we played against Idaho State, which is astronomical. So for her, I'm really proud. Yasuo Amin getting a, a tournament MVP. She's a total newcomer on our team. And that's she's the one I dude. wanted to ask about because she's from uh, originally from Cairo, Egypt. That's correct. That's correct. She We found her uh, in the junior college ranks. She was recruited by some Power 5 schools, and that kind of fell apart when COVID happened because they retained some of their players. So when that fell off for her, we jumped in quickly and said, hey, we need, we're looking for somebody that can do a lot of different things. She is – I'm – I'm sure you remember Gwen Murphy back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, Eddie Morellos. She is physically looks like Gwen. Hmm. She's a big, wow. strong chick. But she doesn't play like a chick. She plays like a dude. That's... And she will hit it hard, and she will celebrate hard, and she can hit it on the left. She can hit it in the middle. She can hit it on the right. She's got this top spin jump serve that she bombs. And she is not even close to figuring out how to play yet. And she was all tournament MVP. So when she figures out how to play and she figures out what we're doing in our system, it's going to be pretty fun to watch. So with that top spin uh, jump serve, was uh, our friend uh, Colin Deaver able to touch it whenever he uh, went out there and tried to uh, uh, serve receive a little bit? You know, I didn't even put Colin in in the the, 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 the area code of that serve because I knew it would kill him. <laughs> And I let Colin dig some balls against a couple of our players and yeah. he almost died on one of those swings. And uh, he, he, fortunately for him, got his hands up just when Torrance, our freshman outside hitter from Kansas, hit this ball and it almost killed him. It almost took his block off. But what I'll tell you about Colin getting out there is I was impressed that he did not care. He just got out there. He, uh, did I lose you guys? No, you're, you're still here with us. We still got you. Oh, there you are. Um, he got out there and he he rolled up his sleeves, man, and he was ready to go. He was ready to go. It was exciting to watch him do that, and I was I was proud of him for getting out there and just taking a beating. Um, and I got to put his camera on and um, awesome. and record all those, so it's pretty cool. I'm thinking maybe a future media game. We might get our we're gonna get our butts kicked, but at least hey, I'll we'll you, be out there. I'll tell you this, you know, uh, back you know, uh, you're back, gonna need to put a helmet on. Uh, yeah. You need to put a helmet on. That's for sure. It's pretty tough, you we'll, know. We, we'll sign the waiver. We got we had, we had an opportunity to, to do serve receive uh, back uh, myself and good old Kyle Doporowski back in the day. The dope man, who was my partner, uh, the, the dope man and the mayor. You know, we're 
partners in crime. And anyways, we used to uh, we we got a chance to because we wanted to see we you know it looks easy. The girls make it look easy. Serve receive, and when you're you're doing that, I mean, I think we. Total three out of twenty balls we touched, and and so I give Colin credit for trying to dig up a, 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 a an attack, and wow, good for him. And uh, you're right, it, it's tough. It's a lot tougher, and and it's those types of things, coach. Right, that uh, you gotta practice in time and time and time and time again to to get down. I know how important serve receive is. So so what is that like for your team? We're really good at serve receive. We uh, we are one of the best receiving teams in our conference and have been uh, both years that uh, that we've we've been here. Um, this weekend we were the best receiving team on the floor in all three matches, and that helped us win. We're going to be tested by Arizona because they serve it pretty nasty, and so do we. But we've got a young lady from El Paso. Um, her name is Alyssa Cianez. They call her Peppa, um, and she is an elite serve receiver. Uh, she's of the serve receivers I've ever coached, you know, when we're talking about the Crystal Torres of the world and Jordan Avalos and Ariadne Sierra and some of those kids, Peppa is the best receiver I've ever coached. And that'll tell you how good she is. She has elite serve receive skills. She's not the same defender as some of those kids were, but she's got time. She's a freshman still. I mean, she's still a freshman and she led conference USA in three pass percentage and uh, reception percentage overall last year. So the ability to take the ball with your forearms and pl- and platform pass at places, she's one of the best, I would even say, in the country at this. And so um, we give her a lot of space and say, Peppa, go get it. And uh, we've got a couple of really good receivers on our team, and uh, Paulina Perez-Rosas from Puerto Rico, and uh, Serena Patterson is a sick rotation outside hitter for us this year. And so those three hold down the fort, man. And we work a lot at it. Uh, we've been trying to replicate Arizona service pressure in the gym this week get up on boxes and just wreck floaters of these guys and wreck serves just to kind of put them under so much pressure that once they actually get into the game against these guys that it should look and feel the same or hopefully even even a little less pressure uh, if, we, if we've been doing it right. It's so amazing to me that, you know, there's so much great talent in volleyball here in, in El Paso, Las Cruces area, especially at the defensive uh, specialist position, the libero sp- the libero position and for you guys to keep them here uh whether it's a utip or new mexico state it, it to me just shows what kind of programs you guys are running and um does that have to do with anything with club stuff or or anything like that i think it does um i think that there's you know in this area there's a lot of young people that play volleyball and you know we're not cranking out these six foot five you know, outside hitter, middle types, you know, it's just not, that's just not the way this, these cities are, are, are built when it comes to the, the world of college athletics, you know, that's just not, that's not one or two of them here and there, but we got a lot of really good volleyball players that are five, two, five, three, five, six, five, eight, and those kids can play. And we got a couple of outside hitters here in El Paso right now that are leading the state of Texas in kills per set. And that's a big testament to their ability to play ball. Now, are they going to go help Nebraska win national championships? No, but they can play ball. And so if you take some of those kids, like Adi, who was an outside hitter at Americas High School, the mm-hmm. 5'3 outside hitter at Americas High School in El Paso. <laughs> we took her and we said, hey, this kid can ball. And we brought her to, to camp and we uh, offered her a chance to come walk on. And in, in two years, she was the libero of the year in the conference for the WAC two years in a row. And she was on scholarship for three of those four years because – 
well, two and a half or two and a half or three of those years because she just has the right tenacity and the ability to understand the game of volleyball and she was coachable. So there's a lot of those types of kids around here. And you're right, Eddie, like they, they, the defensive specialist position is not one that I'm out there freaking out about in recruiting because I know there's some good ones here in this city and there's still some good ones in Las Cruces that we're recruiting and we just, it's, there's a, there's a wealth of them in this area. That's awesome. Now, how has it been uh, being able to build your own program? Uh, I'm not sure. Is this the first time in the D1 level that you've been the, the actual head coach? At the D1 level, yes. Um, but in high school, I've taken a number of high schools and, and clubs and club programs and taken them. And it's a reclamation project that I love to do. I mean, I love to take people that struggle and programs that struggle and, and develop them, build them. Um, and, you know, from Gadsden High School to uh, Cleveland High School to Diamondback Volleyball Program. Um, and, you know, we've, we've taken some really good programs that have that have been faltered or, or they're just new or are struggling and turned them into uh, winners. And that's fun for us. And, and that's why I took this job. I think, you know, when Mike and I sat down and talked about it, I, I felt like you could win at UTEP. I felt like there was a lot of things in place here that just weren't being utilized property, properly. Sorry. And so far, we've been able to elevate this program to a level that is respectable. Now, the question becomes, how good can we make them? And how good, where can we take them next? And that's what I've been preaching with my team in the gym every week, which is, yeah, we're better. Yeah, we're not, we're no longer the laughingstock of Conference USA. We're a top four team in the conference now, but we're, 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 our job, we're trying to win this conference. We're not just trying to be better. So that's the next step. And that's the next step in the development of this program. So you guys start the Borderland Invitational on Friday, September the 3rd, against Arizona, and you guys play in Las Cruces, correct? That's correct. Yep, we play at 1230 in uh, the Pan American Center against uh, Pac-12 Arizona. And then you guys got to travel back uh, over from uh, Las Cruces back here to El Paso to take on uh, Northwestern in the evening uh, in Memorial Gym, correct? That is correct. Arizona didn't want to play us at home. Uh, they didn't want to play Mike's team in the Pan American Center and then play our team in Memorial Gym. He felt like that was an unfair advantage to have to play in two different visiting gyms. And so I said, let's just, well, let's lace them up up there then. You know, like we'll drive up the cruises and play up there. I I mean, I don't really, none of that stuff really bothers me. Like, let's just play it where we play it, you know, and mm-hmm. if, if your team's better than mine, then so be it. So. It's unfortunate that we got to get in a uh, a bus and drive up there to play them up there instead of playing them here in Memorial since that's kind of why we're co-hosting. But that's what we got to do. So we'll roll up there and we'll play it. And then we get in the bus and come back down here. And at 7 o'clock at night, we play Northwestern um, in front of our uh, – Memorial Maniacs, so I'm pretty excited about that. Well, that's awesome that you say the Memorial Maniacs, uh, and then you 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 finish up on Sunday the fifth against uh, New Mexico State Aggies and Mike Jordan in Memorial Gym with your Memorial Maniacs, and and talk a little bit about the Memorial Maniacs. That's the first time I've heard that term used. You know, I, Memorial Gym is a cool place, man. I mean, and, and we really missed everybody last year in the, the you know the COVID environment. Actually, New Mexico State played in our gym uh, last year for a number of their their home matches and you know the people of El Paso understand volleyball and they also understand um you know uh, high level athletics and competition and they want to come and watch somebody who's going to um if they're going to go down they're going to go down killing themselves in a boxing match not not somebody who's just going to lay down and take it you know and then they they also love winners 
So when you show promise and you show that you're going to get out there and, and give El Paso something to cheer about, the people of this city definitely get out and support you. And so um, we got a loud gym. We've got a we got a, a group of people in our city that are well versed in the in the sport of volleyball. And so we got people that want to come watch good high level volleyball. And they're excited to see a power five team in Northwestern come and then a perennial whack champion team in, in New Mexico State come on Sunday. And they're excited about this week. Our, our administration is excited. Our players are. And people have been chomping at the bit to get back in the gym and, and uh, watch some good high level volleyball here in the city for a long time. And then you guys hit the road for a couple of uh, away tournaments and then uh, one more uh, match at UTRGV before starting a conference USA play, which opens up with, with Rice on October the 2nd. Uh, talk about the conference. Uh, who, who's uh, in the top of the listings, of the rankings? Uh, who do you see as the, the leaders of the conference? Uh, what do you expect there? Well, opening up with Rice is going to be, you know, a big test for us. It's it's the battle of one versus two from last year and uh they're they look to be great again they bring everybody back they're they're covid um you know uh whatever they call them, reclassifications are all americans you know so they bring back a, a two-time all-american and nicole lennon who is a total total stud total superstar wow. and she she will get burned and get some looks at the, at the national team once she's done playing at at rice they've got a They've got an All-American there in uh, uh, Anita Adekinle, who's a junior, and she's actually on the train national team training team. Um, and she touches close to 11 feet. Uh, they've got a setter that is a total stud, and I love watching her play. She's one of my favorite players to watch in Conference USA and Carly Graham. They ball handle well. They've got athletes everywhere. And had they not been knocked out of the NCAA tournament due to a COVID positive by somebody on their staff, they probably would have gone to the Sweet 16 just Holy like Western Kentucky did. So they are very good, and they bring everybody back. They basically started the same lineup on Friday and Saturday that they did last year, and they went to the NCAA tournament and were a top 20 RPI team for a reason. And so we got our work cut out for us there, but I feel physically like we're more capable of beating them this year. Now, volleyball-wise, that's yet to be seen, and that's what I've got to make better. So, But I've got more athletes that can line up and face up against the athletes the Rice has and look them across the net and say, all right, I'm just as good physically as you are, so let's see who's got better volleyball. Um, other than that, you've got North Texas, who's very good. They're perennially very good in the, in, in the, in the conference. you got UTSA, who's more improved. That Last year they finished, I think, fifth in our, in our Western division. We finished second behind Rice. UAB, who brings back a total superstar outside hitter in Fernanda Maida, um, it was uh, finished third, and they were picked third, I think, at the beginning of the year um, in the preseason poll. And then you've got a much improved Southern Miss and La Tech team that brought a bunch of transfers in and have got some young freshmen that are helping already. And so our, our Western division is very good. And uh, the, the conference itself is a top 10 conference. And even I would even put it in the top eight uh, after watching and looking at some of our results uh, from the first weekend. So it's a tough volleyball conference, but that's why I'm here. I was excited about trying to take UTEP and and uh, turn them into a, a, a top a top um, team in this conference. And we've already shown that we can do it one year, but we've got to do it again. And, and it's a sign of a good program is perennially being in the top two or three in the conference every year. And that's a tough task with Western Kentucky being one of the best teams in the country. They are they are so loaded, man. They are they are fun to watch, and they they're going to give everybody trouble again this year. 
And then you, uh, after you wrap up conference play in the regular season, you got, uh, you know, a little, not a break, but there's a space there, and you guys take on uh, New Mexico State one final time. This is the first time I can remember UTEP and New Mexico State playing each other uh, twice in the season, uh, at least in a very, very long time. Uh, I'm sure you and Mike uh, talked about that and, and uh, decided it would probably help both of your teams to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, even a year ago, we had talked about doing it twice, you know, before, um, you know, when I took the job originally in New Mexico State, um, you know, we used to play UTEP twice and UNM twice. And then new coaching staffs came in and they just didn't want to play us that much. Yep. And they didn't want to play us that much because uh, New Mexico State's just been very good for a long time. And I finally felt confident with my group that we had that it would benefit Mike's team and my team to get out there and play each other twice. And you notice when we play each other, it's right at the end of the year where if his team is locked into the NCAA tournament or in a place RPI-wise where um, it may be able to boost, you know, him into the, the equation or my team is, which we were, you know, getting closer and closer last year RPI-wise. And, and uh, you know, the, the Conference USA is already a two-bid league. Um, we're close enough, I think, in our conference to make it a three-bid league if we can knock off a few teams in the in the uh, the non-conference, at the end of the day, if we're not able to, to win the conference championship, then I want to play NMSU again and see if we can, you know, they can either get a, a an RPI boost from us or we can get an RPI boost from them. It's two good teams that are going to challenge each other. So it just makes sense, you know, and, and I don't want to run away from that fight. It's a rival. Uh, it's a team that is, you know, better than ours and has been for a lot of years. And now it's time to see how much how much closer we've gotten. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, to battling them on Sunday and then again in November. That's so awesome, Coach. And I know you're not the SID. I know you, uh, Vinny, was your SID. Uh, but where can, uh, where, where can people go and get all the information uh, for the UTEP minor volleyball team? You know, if you go onto our UTEP website or follow any of our Instagram and any of our, uh, we've got a, 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 an assistant coach right now, Stephanie Sierra, who's a, actually Adriadne's older sister. Oh, wow. She's our, our assistant right now. Yeah, she's actually doing a lot of stuff with our Instagram, with our uh, UTEP Facebook and our UTEP uh, Twitter page. Uh, you can follow us on any of that stuff. They're, they're talking about um, Friday night being an orange out here at 7 p.m. Uh, versus Northwestern. If you go to utepminers.com and you find uh, our schedule, anything you want is on there. Mark Bruner is now the SID kind of working with our group until they uh, they hire somebody to replace Vinny. And uh, Drew Bonnie and those guys, anybody can get information to you guys. You just let us know what you need and we'll get it out to you. But we're looking forward to seeing our, our Memorial Maniacs come, come Friday and Sunday. I don't know. I don't know if it's official yet. I don't know if I should say anything or not, but we have a young lady here who... Uh, we got the went, inside scoop. We, she went and signed paperwork uh, to be uh, your SID who worked yep. under me for the last two years. And uh, I want, I'm hoping she'll come around and just wave to you, uh, Liliana Valdespino, uh, who, again, she worked for me for two years and uh, she went and did her paperwork today. So hopefully uh, that's the young lady that will be helping you out and distributing all the awesome information. And um, like I said, she signed the paperwork today. So I'm really proud of her mm -hmm. of being a real SID now. I'm excited. Yeah, we, uh, we were given that information a couple of days ago that she might might be jumping on here soon. I'm looking forward to having her. When I heard that she was working for Sumble, I knew that she'd be in good hands working for the mayor. And uh, I know she's a former UTEP athlete and, yes. uh, and a track stud. Mm -hmm. And I know she's been around this university and knows knows what we need to be successful here. So I'm looking forward to getting her rolling and getting her on board and, uh, and helping our program continue to 
show great promise in the world. I mean, we're, we're the top uh, followed uh, uh, social media uh, program in the conference. Yep. So people people follow our social media a lot because they do a really good job here. And Jordan Woodruff and um, everybody over there in the SID um, department, the communications department, has done really, really cool stuff for our program. We're very thankful. Vinny did a great job. Brandon Collins before him did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, we're looking forward to getting other good people on board so we can keep this train rolling. So, so do you guys got a shirt made already for your... What is it, Memorial Maniacs? Yeah, the Memorial Maniacs. We don't, you know, and, and it's oh, funny. I, I just kind of threw that out there. I don't, I don't even know that we've got that coin yet, but I guess there, we better start. There it is. Better put a coin in. All right, Lily, you got some work to do. Yeah, first, first assignment. First assignment. There you go. Hashtag Memorial Maniacs. So, hey, Coach, uh, I know it's hard for you to keep up with things, uh, when you, especially when you get into season and you got your family, but uh, how are your teams doing, in particular teams out of uh, Kansas City? Ooh man, my teachers are gonna be good, Eddie Morelos. They're they're loaded. <laughs> they uh they've got they uh they got a <laughs> roster that they just completed. They actually um they cut a couple of guys that my brothers and I have a text thread. You know, my brother is in the Air Force and my other brother works for the Army Civil Corps of Engineers and we got a text thread about the Chiefs and it and it's like, Oh my gosh, look who they cut today. Like they cut some <laughs> really good players. So I have a feeling that uh the defensive stuff is is better. The offense is better. Uh, it's going to be fun watching these guys throw the football around with uh, with Patrick Mahomes. See, Eddie, you should switch teams because your Bears are. I know, man. I know. We we talked about last week. Uh, you know, la- last week coincidentally, uh, we had on uh, the Spanish play by play for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Harry Harry Ruiz. Who was uh, formerly of El Paso, and uh, anyways, he was just as excited, and uh, I think everybody Ace is excited for the Steelers. Uh, you're excited for the Chiefs. I'm not really that excited because uh, you know when Mitch Trubisky was was uh, drafted in the first round as a quarterback, that didn't work out. Uh, any other quarterbacks for the Bears have never worked out, uh, you know. And then uh, I told you, come to the Steelers, I'll get you a I jersey know. that says number one fan. You get the cup, yeah. the mug, the blanket. You know, we even get you some Crocs. We'll see what happens right. with that. Well, but, uh, Andy, I think you got a bright future there with Justin Fields. That's man. what people keep saying. Well as, long as, as long as they can protect him and not get his head blocked up, knocked off like like he happened in that second preseason game, I think he's going to do really well, man. He's got the right kind of makeup, and um, I think it's it's uh, it's going to be a tough sled for him early on. But I do think they're trying to protect him this first seat, this first game and try not to let Aaron Donald take his face off. Right. Uh, yep. But I can see him, I can see him coming in pretty early and having a, a good rookie year. So keep the faith, brother. Well, thank you, faith. man. I appreciate that encouragement. And no matter what happens against the Aggies when you uh, take on Mike Jordan's uh, team, if you no matter if you win or lose, uh, I hope that you still his friend and you give him a hug because me and him have been and even Luke. You know, I, I found out that Luke had a hard time, uh, just like I did when they traded off all of our freaking studs and uh, especially for me and and Luke, uh, Chris Bryant, we were pretty okay. devastated about that so make sure you're nice to them okay what whether win or lose I, <laughs> I want you to know i'll even show you my text message when the cubs traded all those guys away and they they completely chopped all that roster i sent mike a message and i said hey step off the ledge my man don't don't <laughs> yeah. uh, don't kill yourself yet 
Just put wrap some wrap some uh, bandages around your wrists and, and and we'll get through it. You know what I mean? So I was I, yeah. I was I know he was on suicide watch that week and I was just trying to keep him from 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 pulling the trigger. Yeah, all of us were. We went into were. depressions there all together. So, <laughs> Coach, thank you again, man. It's always a pleasure having you on and talking about your teams and your successes. And uh, we'll continue to push, you know, for for the miners and and make sure hopefully more people will get out to uh, Memorial Gin uh, to. to join all the what, what do we call the memorial maniacs mm-hmm. memorial maniacs man absolutely yeah. like I, I can never look at m&ms the same again now because i'm just going to see the mm on there there, it is. Memorial Maniacs. there, there you go we got to get it rolling promotion with handing out free boxes of m&ms for every come on mars you can do it you can do it i seen him in there come on mars you can do it awesome coach good luck this weekend we'll be watching i'll i'll see you uh definitely be out there on sunday for the game against new mexico state and uh hopefully i'll catch more games as, as well this season i'll be there friday at 12 30 i won't be there in the evening because we got high school football but we'll be there for arizona yeah. Sounds good, man. Up in Las Cruces. We'll see you up here, and uh, good luck, guys, and we'll talk to you soon, and I appreciate you guys having me. Definitely. Thank you, Coach.